Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And on the line with me now, of course, is Miss Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello, Joe. How's it going? It's great. Good. Hey, we had a great new format last week's show. You should check it out, folks. Uh, show number 142. But we are here at 143. And one of the things I'm really excited about this show, Megan, is this is actually a show, another show, that my 13-year-old son is going to listen to. I know. Because the first one he listened to was the GameStop show that we did, because he's a big <laughs> fan of GameStop. Now, he almost dropped on the ground and rolled around the other day when I told him that Dan Goldenberg, the executive director of the Call of Duty Endowment, was going to be on the show. Hey, Dan, what's happening? Hey, uh, not much. Just uh, recovering for Veterans Day. There you go. See, that's what you... Now, my my son is a huge fan, and so I want to give him a shout-out. Uh, Ryan Waters, he's 13 years old. Hi, big, Ryan. Yeah, big Call of Duty uh, fan. And, uh, you know, I mentioned to you before the show, he doesn't play it at home. He plays it at someone else's house. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a lot of fun with it. And uh, so I know he's listening into this one episode, uh, Dan. And we are on the line today, Dan, to talk about how the endowment is working with just some incredible companies uh, this fall. Companies like Costco, GameStop, Best Buy, and Kyle Jr. Uh, to do something, to really do something about veteran unemployment. And Megan and I want to hear all about that, but we're hoping first that you could tell us a little bit about the background of the Call of Duty endowment and how it got started from this famous video game. Sure, I'd be happy to. And uh, I will tell you, if I've done my job right by the end of the call, you'll have one more reason to want to run the GameStop. So. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like I'm not there enough already, Dan. <laughs> um, so um, Back in 2007, Bobby Kotick, who's the CEO of Activision Blizzard, um, was uh, having a conversation with the secretary of the VA, who was at the time was Secretary Nicholson. Bobby's really into the arts here in L.A. He's mm -hmm. on the board of, uh, uh, of LACMA here and was talking about him about expanding an art facility onto the VA campus in West L.A. And he offered the secretary uh, the notion that, hey, if we do this, we'll uh, give vets free access to the museum. Mm -hmm. And Secretary Nicholson kind of put his arm around his shoulders uh, and said, Bobby, vets don't need free art. They need jobs. Yep. Um, at the time, things were really bad. Bobby's a very successful, very entrepreneurial guy uh, who cares deeply about veterans. Mm -hmm. And um, so he thought, huh, okay, well, maybe I can do something about that. So uh, from that came the Call of Duty endowment. And over time, the mission evolved into a very specific one of focusing on helping post 9-11 vets find jobs. Um, the, the notion is that the private sector and the charitable sector can do this a lot better, a lot more efficiently and effectively than the government. And that, in fact, has borne itself out. So mm -hmm. as an endowment, we focus on finding and funding the most effective and efficient nonprofits in the country to put vets in jobs. And we partner with Deloitte uh, to implement this methodology. And it's really working. We've uh, programmed the date. We've 
we funded the placement of over 17,000 vets into jobs. Wow. And uh, this year, uh, we're, we're heading towards one-fifth the cost of the government's efforts, and we measure the quality of the jobs as well. So the quality uh, is just outstanding, above um, the national average in terms of average starting salary, 88% six-month retention rate, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, so things are going well, but you know we, we've got a model that works and we have to feed the beast. We need to uh, raise more money so we can help more vets get in jobs. And basically yep. for the cost of an iPad, we can place a vet in a job. Wow. So Dan, let, one quick question about your description. So Activision Blizzard, that's the company that actually makes Call of Duty? Absolutely. So um, among other games like Guitar Hero, Skylanders, World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, those are the games Activision Blizzard makes. Um, the, the endowment was founded by the company, and um, almost all of my board members are Activision Blizzard executives, but we are a 501c3 uh, legally separate entity. How many, how many people are on your team, Dan? <laughs> uh, you're talking to them. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, yeah, you know, and, and folks, you'll learn, listeners, you'll learn this soon. I mean, they sent us over a press release that was long in terms of accomplishments and activities of yes. the endowment. And you do this all by yourself? No, it's you're a military guy. You need you need troops. <laughs> and, and we should mention, Dan, mention briefly your own background, because sure, sure. You, I mean, you're sure. like Congressional Medal of Honor, uh, Purple, Purple Hot, all those things. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, no. In fact, uh, I got to start out by saying, I, well, I don't formally have a, a big team myself. Yep. I have um, lots and lots of people at the company who donate their time and efforts to helping us out. World-class marketers, world-class social media folks, yeah. PR folks, yep. uh, et cetera. So we've got lots of people helping us out. My background is I spent nine years active duty flying E2C Hawkeyes, uh, and then uh, a number of years during that period working in the Pentagon as well. Uh, my last day of active duty was August 11th, 2001. And then uh, oh I went to business school, uh, and a month later we got hit. So I went back into the reserves, and I'm still in the reserves today. Good um, for you. But um, and this, you know, simultaneously, I went into the business world after I finished business school, uh, and spent more than a decade uh, working in information services. So I've got a veteran background, obviously, and and a corporate background. But interestingly, when they uh, were looking for someone to fill this role, they didn't want someone from the nonprofit world. They mm -hmm. wanted someone who was a vet with business background yep. because they thought we could take a business approach to solving this social problem. Yep. Yeah. That, that's critical. Yeah. Isn't that great? I mean, you know, to have that type of perspective on it. Oh yeah. It's, you know, I, I, I am for better or worse, a process oriented person. And honestly, you know, there's some real, um, basic lessons from the business world that, you know, when, when put, overlaid onto a social problem can make an enormous difference. And, and that's everything from just analyzing the root cause of the problem to figuring out how to raise money mm -hmm. uh, in a way that makes sense. And mm -hmm. uh, I've gotten to use all those uh, different muscle movements in, in, in doing this work. So talk to us a little bit about your vendor, your retailer relationships, because it looks like that's sort of the, the backbone of this Call of Duty Black Ops 3 launch as it related to Veterans Day this year and probably the whole holiday season. So can you talk a little bit about how you approached your retailers and what actually happened this year on Veterans Day? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, obviously 
a November 6th launch of Call of Duty Black Ops 3 um, syncs very nicely with Veterans Day, right? Mm -hmm. Just a right. little later. Um, so on the one hand, it makes for a very busy time. But on the other hand, it gives us the endowment, since we share that name, Call of Duty, a great opportunity to, uh, you know, to capitalize on the game's popularity to do good for vets. So, um, you know, what we're Activision Blizzard is obviously selling the game at retail during that time. Mm -hmm. So that's a great opportunity to interface with partners like GameStop and Best Buy, for instance. So at GameStop, we have a program uh, where we sell challenge coins, military challenge coins, and all the profits, every dime uh, of the profits of those goes directly to the endowment. In fact, that's something I should mention. With any of our cause marketing efforts, every, every cent we raise, goes directly to programs because Activision Blizzard covers our all of the, the endowments overhead. That's um, awesome. So that's also a yeah. very compelling story to be able to tell our partners. So Dan, um, so what is what is a challenge coin? Is that something you use during the game? Well, Joe, I'm going to have to send you one. I'll be like, Ryan well, see, well, see, that's <laughs> the thing is, you know, my son is so embarrassed to be around me most of the time. And, and you know, and, and, and I'll say things that he's like, Dad, that's not how you do it. You know what I mean? Like, you know. And uh, so, you know, that's a, if I could come out of this call just knowing maybe what a challenge coin is, I might be kind of happy. So it's actually a thing from the military. Um, it goes back, I believe the Army created it probably 30 or 40 years ago. But it's a coin. It's a large coin, like a half dollar size coin mm -hmm. emblazoned with a unit emblem. Mm -hmm. And the old tradition was if someone in your unit sees you years later and they pull it out and you don't have one to match, you have to buy them a, dr a drink. So, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, and, and since then, it's sort of expanded throughout the military, throughout the government. Now I even see it sometimes in corporate, in the corporate environment. People make these nice coins; they're about inch and a half in diameter, um, and uh, uh, you know we sell them. And uh, you know it talk. It, it also advertises the cause. So ours, I'm holding one in my hand right now. That's on awesome. The side it says Black Call of Duty Black Ops Three. On the other, it talks about uh, it says Call of Duty Endowment, getting vets back to work. Um, so, um, yeah, so that's neat arrangement. We also, with Costco, have a great partnership. And our GameStop partnership is in year four. Our Costco partnership is in its third year. Mm -hmm. um, there, they hard bundle the game uh, with our, a Call of Duty endowment dog tag. Oh, and that's cool. one of the lessons we've learned from previous uh, retail partnerships is retailers love exclusivity. Yeah. So um, the, only not, the only retailer who gets the coin is GameStop. The only retailer who gets the dog tag is Best Buy. Mm. I'm sorry, excuse me, not Best Buy, is, is Costco. Yep. Yeah. And no, you know what's so good about that, though, is, and uh, I was thinking about this before the show, is I have a whole board on Pinterest dedicated to signature cause products. And that's when brands actually have items that are so iconic, they can sell those on behalf of a good cause. And not everyone can pull it off because they always don't have that iconic thing. But like a great example is White Castle has its candle uh, that smells like hamburgers and onions. It's a great example <laughs> of a signature cause product. But this is a great example, too, of people that say yeah i really want these dog tags and i think it's great it supports a cause but it doesn't say the cause's name on it it says your brand call of duty yeah well so ours does both so yep. you know it, it it takes advantage of this really world-class brand oh yeah right you know, a game that 50 million people play around the world uh while at the same time leveraging it for a cause so it's it's kind of a nice metaphor right because on one side of the coin is brand on the other side is the cause that's awesome mm. yeah yeah that's awesome 
I think yeah. that's interesting, though, the exclusivity piece. I mean, certainly I know that retailers love exclusivity, but honestly, with cause things, you don't I haven't seen a lot of that. Joe, have you where? Well, it's I, the same campaign, but different retailers have different exclusive yeah, products? well, That's I mean, you know, on the local level where I did my programs, we always did it in terms of like the couponing. It would be sure. different for every retailer well, right. and stuff like that. But you know what, though, Megan, I really think this is going to be a trend for retailers moving forward as they really come to grips with just how valuable cause is. They're going to want uh, premium private items for their stores. What do you think, yeah. Dan? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, look, we didn't start off this way. We yeah. used to sell dog tags everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. We heard it directly from the retailers. You know, the tough thing is a scale, right? Because to, to have multiple different uh, mer- merchandise items, it's expensive. So you need to have scale to make that work. If, right. if you're if you're selling, you know, five thousand here and there, uh, it's really hard to make money from it. Um, so obviously, with great partners like GameStop and Costco, we have that scale, so mm-hmm. we, so we can do it. Um, you know, bundling is also interesting. So with Costco, for the last two years, we bundled the dog tag with the game. So mm-hmm. um, Costco, just being an incredible partner, they literally buy all the dog tags. And so when the game sells, it sells with the dog tag. And it's the only place you can get the game and the dog tag together. Um, so it's kind of a differentiator for them as well. Ah, very good. That's very cool. Did you have? Do you have any... How do you track the effectiveness of something like this? I mean, you're doing a giant launch of Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Yeah. How do you personally, from the endowment's perspective track your effectiveness in something like that well i mean the cool thing about this is you know these retailers are such great partners they buy you know the inventory right up front so Mm. uh, on 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 us we have to take the long view which is like we want them to be super happy with the item so they want to do it again next year so while in theory you could walk away we are interested in sell through and i think that's what you're, you're asking is like how many are left on the shelf right right um you know, our goal is to have a very high sell-through rate. Um, so that's the thing we're interested in because, you know, if we if we do that, then it's been valuable to the retailer. They're mm. not bearing too much of a burden for this. Well, so. you know, what's great about those is they're using cause to give them themselves a competitive edge. And while it is a classic example of kind of a purchase-triggered donation because the money eventually comes from the company, right, because they're buying them up front, um, the yep. hopes is, is that people will distinguish between, hey, I can buy it here and get these dog tags. I'm going to go here instead. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's and retailers are always looking for that. You know, what is the exclusive item we can offer? I think also um, something that's driven our strategy has been trying to synchronize our efforts with the business's calendar. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, understanding what's going on across the Call of Duty business. So, for instance, licensing is a big part of what Call of Duty does as well. They're licensing that brand to people making hats and T-shirts and other things like that. Um, there's a great licensing partnership with CKE, which is the parent company of Carl's Jr. Mm-hmm. Hardy's. Mm-hmm. And so they were doing an ultimate care package this year, which is kind of like a, uh, almost like a happy meal for gamers. If you think of it that I way. I saw it. I saw the, ad. <laughs> well, now what they do, did they do, did they do TV ads or did they do print ads or both? They, they did print internet, um, uh, that I saw, they may have done. Yeah, because I saw I, I saw something about it because the packaging is like black or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it looks it's, really it's cool. Black Ops Three themed, yeah. um, you know, which is fantastic. Um, and and they had their their spokes model involved with it as well, which was really big. Uh, you may remember her from the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, her, her sort of famous Super Bowl ad, uh, which, which helped as well. And what they they offered us to do, they came to us because they knew about the endowment yeah. and. 
I can talk about why they did as well to, to say, hey, you know, we'd like all proceeds from ultimate care package sales on Veterans Day to go to the endowment. They offered that up to us, mm-hmm. which was just incredible. We had approached them with some other partnership ideas, but to them, they're like, look, we're selling this thing. It's Call of Duty. It's it's Carl's Jr. and Hardy's. Why not on Veterans Day? We use that to do some some good. And mm-hmm. uh, that's been uh you know, a really remarkable thing as well. But we hadn't, we wouldn't have even known about that opportunity if our employee base hadn't been educated about the endowment. And so, mm-hmm. someone from the licensing team saw this as an opportunity and brought it to Carl's, to Carl's Jr., Carl Jr., Carl's Jr.'s attention. Uh, boy, the possessives are hard there. Yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> and uh, and the endowment's attention. So, well, you oh, know, that's great. I, well, you know, I think what's so great about that though is then uh, Carl's gets what it wants too. It wants access yeah. to young um, boys, right? I mean, it's millennial and Gen Z uh, males that they're really trying to tap into, and you know, it's. I mean, that's kind of the classic dumbbell approach for most uh, uh, quick serve places, and that they want to target moms on one end, and they want to target uh, young men on the other, and this certainly fits the latter you know the the sort of 18 to 30 year old male is kind of you know the sweet spot right, right. so um there's a lot of call of duty gamers who, who fit in that realm obviously it's uh you know always a brand's always trying to expand beyond beyond its core but mm-hmm. um it's you know it certainly gives we have incredible access to that demographic no doubt about mm-hmm. it Mm-hmm. I want to I want to go back to that that whole employee education piece because what do you do internally? Be, you being yourself, obviously, with some board members that are um, on the Activision side. But what do you do to communicate internally so that people are aware of what's happening with the endowment? Yeah, so we have a great employee uh, engagement group at the company, and so I work with them to periodically update employees on how the endowment's doing and to get them to think of themselves as kind of owner operators of the endowment. It's good for them. It makes them feel good about our company and, and what we do. And it's also good for the endowment because mm. when I when I need help from people, be it in legal or PR or, or licensing team or marketing, they know what they know what it is. Right. And you know, it's really taken over the culture in a lot of ways or become part of the culture. That's probably a more fair way to say it. Um, so for instance, we now do an employee day of service called the Veterans Day of Service that we always do immediately following Veterans Day. So this year we had 700 employees come out and during that day of service to over 20 different, you know, different sites where we do work for veterans, um, we have executives getting up in front of employees who are doing this and telling them about the endowment. Mm. So that's just one more way uh, we're trying to ingrain this this notion across the employee base. But I I find I'm doing less and less explaining about what the endowment is when I people internally. That's great. Tells me it's working. Yeah. yeah it's so you're doing it's working. So Dan, tell us about um, this thing that happened on November 5th, the race to prestige. Oh yes. Yeah. So this has been a work in progress. So yeah. This is something. There's kind of a funny story here. Um, so in 2013, a guy named Ernie Lee, uh, who used to work at Activision back in the day, approached me and he said, "Hey, you know, I've got a bunch of buddies. Um, you know, every year when Call of Duty comes out, we we play it 24/7." until we achieve maximum prestige level. And, uh, you know, and we stream it on Twitch and, uh, you know, we'd like, we get ad revenue from that and, you know, we'd like to do it and for a good cause. We'd like to do it to benefit the endowment. And I was like, first of all, I was like, what is streaming? What is, what is, what is Twitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2013, so this is a couple yeah. of back. Uh, now I knew what streaming was. I did not know what Twitch was at the time. And I think back then you could be forgiven for it. I'd say today, 
you, if you don't know what it is, you should know what it is. That's Amazon right. just bought it um, less than a year ago for a billion dollars. Um, so um, the notion is that they would do this kind of five 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 guys who are who are book, who are gaming personalities. Um, that's the term being used today. Um, you know, who are well known <laughs> on Twitch for uh, the entertaining way they play games and uh, you know interact with their fans while they're doing it. Twitch is has become huge. It mm. is uh, you know this is a site that has I think over a hundred million visitors a month. Uh, I think it's the fourth or fifth largest peak use site on the internet. Um, so you know it's it, it absolutely rivals network television now, and it's where you'll, you're going to find that demographic we're talking about. So um, they said. Yeah, so we'll do that, and we'll. No, I'm uh, on it now. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do that, and we'll um, uh, you know, we'll talk about the endowment, we'll ask people to donate, and it worked pretty well. They they went a long time, and they did this for ten days, um, and they raised, you know, for me sending them a couple of pizzas and some dog tags, they raised uh, twenty three thousand in individual donations, and they donated about thirteen thousand in ad revenue to us, uh, which was phenomenal. And then, so we, we kind of made it more formal last year, but the guys said, look, you know, we're getting older, we have careers, we don't have as much time, so we're gonna do it for half as long. And we were pretty worried about that, but um, it, it went great. And, you know, they, they, they raised money for us last year as well, considering it was half as long, you know, they were sort of on par. This year, we decided to take it up to the next level, mm -hmm. and we invited them into Treyarch Studios. Treyarch is a studio that made Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Um, the studio had Mark Lamy as a huge advocate of the endowment. He's on the board, and it was his idea. It was a, it, and it turned out to be a really precedent one. Um, so these five guys came in. Uh, they streamed for five days. Our goal was to raise twenty-five thousand dollars in donations. We raised two hundred three thousand in donations. Wow, that's oh my great! Gosh. That's great. Yeah, we raised twenty-five thousand in the first two hours. We couldn't yeah. believe it. We were all just shocked. What is it? You know, I have to. I mean, I'm showing my age here too, but I, I mean, it blows me away. People watching people play video play games. Play video games. Yep. It's you know who's this guy PewDiePie out there? He's like a multi-millionaire now or something like that and for his commentary on when he's playing games and stuff like that so it's it's just like this incredible phenomenon to me so it, it is a fundamental question in fact if you were to go on the twitch website they even have an answer for that under their faqs why are people watching other people play games <laughs> on twitch you know uh and and it's, it's a fundamental question but i think it comes down to interactivity yeah um you know, it's not just watching, it's interacting. So, mm -hmm. and that was, we finally got that this year. Yeah, right. And that's how we, we unlocked it. So yeah. we, we, one of the big things beyond the incredible support from Treyarch, we, we use this new technology called Tiltify, um, which I think if you're doing something like this, I think this is the 21st century equivalent to a telethon now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you're gonna do it, you need a technology like Tiltify. I think they're the best out there. But what it does is, it one, it gives a running total of how much you're raising. It gives the high donor, it tells you who the high donor is, and every new donor who, who gives, their name goes up on the screen, mm -hmm. um, which is cool. So these are gamers. They wanna see like results. They wanna yeah. see what's happening. So that's the first thing. The other thing, which was, I think we're the only, it's only the second time uh, Tiltify deployed this, but when you donate, you get the ability to send a message directly to the guys streaming, to the mm -hmm. streaming guys. Oh. And, you know, we're talking, we across five days, we had 2.8 million unique viewers of the stream. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so and the it, chance to interact one-on-one -on -one with these guys is really at a premium. So, um, that's so interesting. You know, 
You know, but I oh, think yeah. it is. You know, Dan and Megan, I think the key there, though, is the interaction, is that so much what we're finding, too, in terms of millennials is they want to give on their terms. They don't want to go to your walk, to your bike, to your gala anymore. They want to do it within things that they're interested in. And obviously, gaming ranks pretty high. A- absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because you could take a cynical view and say, because we had a lot of prizes, too, that, that you could win through donating. And... The, the interesting thing was, uh, people. if you were to say, oh, it's just because you had great prizes. Well, people were donating 100 bucks to get a T-shirt. Right. Um, <laughs> if they wanted a T-shirt, they could buy a T-shirt for 15 bucks. Absolutely. Uh, right. It's, it was the interactivity. It was the chance to give on their own terms, just as you say, and, uh, you know, ultimately do some good. It, it's just convergence of, you know, it's the place where especially male. So our demo is is uh, 92% male mm. on the screen. Um, and and eighteen to forty four uh, was age group was eighty percent of those who of the uniques who are watching. So um, that's who was on the stream. That's so interesting too because that's not typically I, I, what I'm thinking. My brain is going to the social proof piece with Tiltify, getting mm-hmm. their name up on the screen, being able to interact with the mm-hmm. with the gamers. Um, that's so interesting to me that that's what might be what motivated them because it, when you look at your numbers, you took a jump from you know. Uh, what was it? Thirteen thousand in individual donations to two hundred and three thousand in individual donations. Yep. Like mm-hmm. that social proof piece has to be huge, which is again not t- what you typically think of with men of that particular demographic. So it's a- fascinating. Absolutely, it's like the chance to either have their name as these guys are streamers. This is the other important thing. They're all they're, there's sort of two flavors in this world now. You've got pro gamers. Think of them mm-hmm. as pro athletes. People who are just really good at the game. Right. And then you've got entertainers. People yep. play the game, but they're really entertaining. Mm-hmm. We were working with the entertainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are people who are super engaging, super fun, very spontaneous. So their reactions to comments from donors, <laughs> just, it's so awesome. I mean, they were like dare, the dares were coming through. Like, I dare you to go on a Tinder to get a date. And he's like, oh, <laughs> do it. I dare you to shave your head. Okay, we hit 100,000 uh, this hour. I'll shave my head. You know, it's. You know, that spontaneity, that ability to be fun and playful and engaging is is really important as well. Wow. I totally miss my calling. <laughs> it's not you know? like- Maybe Ryan could help you out. You know, he teach you how to I, play Call of Duty. I want to tell you, though, back in the day, I was so good at Space Invaders, Dan. And I just didn't capitalize on my career. What's old is new again. (laughs) I guarantee there's somebody on Twitch streaming Uh, Space Invaders. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Dan, this has been so, so fantastic and so interesting. Thank you so much for sharing all about the endowment and all the great work you're up to. We Mm, definitely hope you will keep us posted. Where can people find out more about you and the Call of Duty endowment if they'd like to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, callofdutyendowment.org is where you can find us. Um, I would say this, especially um, we just redid our website and we're really proud of a feature uh, we added. So veterans who are looking for work or family members who know if you have veterans in your life who are looking for work, we now have a function we just created. Uh, There's a tab on there for veteran help and they can click on there and we'll instantly route them or very quickly at least route them to uh, one of our grantees who can help them find a job for free, of course. Um, But that's uh, we're also on Twitter at um, code, C-O-D-E, for the number four vets, code for vets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm there at, at Dan for vets. 
Very good. Excellent. And we'll put all of that in the show notes. And Joe, where can people find you? Uh, Minute to minute, they can find me on Twitter at Joe Waters, talking to Dan and talking to you, Megan. Um, They can also find me on my blog, SelfishGiving.com. And of course, plenty of Pinterest pins to check out, especially troop related on uh, Pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? Also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. And you can find show notes for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com as well as SelfishGiving.com. Make sure you check those out. We'll have the links that we talked about there. And of course, you can find Cause Talk Radio on iTunes. We do recommend you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Please leave us feedback. We'd love your reviews. And on behalf of Dan and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you for tuning into Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>